This podcast is a member of the Podshmo Network. Get your podcast on Podshmo at Podshmo.com. Hey, we're joined by Rob. Robert. Rob, Rob. First time on the show. Rob, Rob. Woo! <laughs> we usually have a close set. Or is it? <laughs> or is it? Yeah. Two, two point <laughs> calls him Milky the Clown. No, Pasty the Clown. Pasty the Clown. All I know about Jimmy Buffett is he's, he's not related to Warren Buffett. <laughs> you, you set yourself up so perfectly. I, I think there was a clown named Milky. There is, yeah. It was. Twin Pines. Twin Pines clown. Twin Pines. Why am I screaming about Milky the clown? Who's Twin Pines. Scary yeah. looking. All clowns are scary. Sitting there, I thought, I, all I could think of was if oh, Oreo Cookie was the world's only lactating clown, so that's why it was so freakish. <laughs> Twin Pines. Twin Pines. Yeah, Twin Pines. words. Okay, today is... Professionalism, you guys got scripts. Or... Well, that's not real. The year is 2007, it's the 29th of August, and welcome to the North Coast. Ragweed, pollen, and mold season. Can somebody, What's going on? Can somebody talk about the news? We covered so much last week <laughs> that all I have are corrections. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I have one correction. Yeah, I, I was uh, researching the Anguilla CD on Amazon, and now it's turned into a DVD. All of a sudden. It wants to be both, right? It went from a $25 CD DVD combo. Now if you go to the same page on Amazon, it's listed as a $17 DVD. And I seem to be the only person to, to, to have noticed, because if you go to Buffett News, all they have is stuff about the CD DVD combo. Right. And did you go farther than Buffett News? Because I looked too. I looked at Amazon, and, and you can't find it. You search in the CDs, you don't find it. Yeah. Search in the DVDs, and you get this as if it's a DVD only. But Mailboat Records still says it's a CD DVD combo. Margaritaville.com still says it's a CD DVD combo. So, you know. Maybe it's one of them two-sided. Do you think it's one of them two-sided things? I hope not. I mean, that would suck if it's one only one side of the CD, because then it's not going to be the whole concert. But that's weird. And, What's uh, happening? Just want to remind everybody that the Bama Breeze Tour resumes tomorrow, Thursday, the 30th, in the Mohegan Sun, and then he's back again on Sunday at Foxborough, Massachusetts, then Wednesday at Toronto, Canada, and then... The following Saturday, September 8th, at Foxborough, Massachusetts again. Then he's taking 10 days off. And he'll be back. <laughs> he's, and, he's t- and he's doing a, yeah, he's doing a weird Sunday, Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday thing. Yeah, it is. It's really weird. Yeah. You guys can do a road trip to Toronto. Yeah, we could. We could. We could have if we bothered to get tickets. If we had gotten tickets. <laughs> that was an option. Where was Rob? Rob visits us now. <laughs> Where was he with these ideas? Holy cow, there's a little kid out there. Is he seeing Canadian when he's over there? Or a skunk? Yes, he No, does. it's a kid. <laughs> I know it's not the same thing. Does he look like Pepe Le Pew? So on to the album review. I've got nothing else to add. Well, wait. Remember Voodoo Cafe? There was a band on the... On the listing instead of them for Cheeseburger in Paradise and it was Moses Horowitz the original the real name of Mo Howard of the Three Stooges oh. and then our uh, our old podcasting friend Mike was bar hopping with his wife trying to find a place with music or something this past weekend and he ends up in a bar in Plymouth and there's a band playing Moses Horowitz <laughs> <laughs> so he talked to the drummer and yes they are named after Mo Howard not the Yiddish playwright the only two people I can find in Google but I could not find the band I don't know if Mike told him to publicize it he said they were pretty good you know classic rock that kind of stuff but I just thought that was hilarious one week later he goes walks into a bar and the band's playing Moses Horowitz and that's all I have for news <laughs>
It's good to know. I Mike's, just have stuff that's happening. Good to know that Mike's spending quality time with his wife, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. Side note. Well, he, he because she she was trying to talk him into going to a dance club, and Mike had a dance club. That that makes me laugh. Just <laughs> those and he said he knew before I asked. And look, you know, he's he's been spending so much time with guys and away mm-hmm. from the house that he said he even relented to go to a dance club. Of course, I don't know if he danced they kept going. Money. They kept going to dance clubs, and they were now just regular bars. <laughs> yeah, so I was poor Sarah. Out. Yeah, I know. All those lessons that he paid for. Kept going. Kept finding they were now Irish pubs. <laughs> so he stayed at one of them. And Moses was playing. All right. So our goal this week, which none of us have prepared for. Oh no! Hey, I prepared. Oh, Joe prepared. So this I ought to be my CD. So ought to be one of those Joe podcasts. <laughs> So, Disney Buffett's Beach House on the Moon was a Margaritaville record. From Island. From Island. The second Island release. 1999, and was certified gold about a month later, June 25th, and its peak position on Billboard was number eight, which uh, is pretty decent. Show. And number three on internet, Billboard internet yeah. albums. This this album did well. I think you could say it did well. So let's start talking about it. It's the so songs. silly. And be, right before we start talking about the songs, wasn't he on the Today Show playing outside for this one, flirting with Katie Couric? Yeah, and he played like pacing the cage. Oh yeah, yes. that's right. He did do pacing the cage, and they got the lyric wrong. The yeah. lyric that he always gets wrong. He got wrong. <laughs> yeah, about a mosquito in my ear. And what else did he play? Did he played gumbo. Lyric? Yeah. When was our pine nut concert for this show? Our pine nut concert was in June. Um, June 9th. So he had less than a month to memorize the album. Yeah, he. Uh, he, he played a lot of songs from the. From the no, actually, he didn't. He didn't play that many songs. Really? Show and that was Pace basically the before the Pace in the Cage with the encore. 
Yeah. Gamba was second to last for the for the first half, so it took him a long time to get to that. No, because he figured everybody was drunk by the And time. flesh and bone he did. There's two. Wow, did he do Math Sucks? And no, I have never heard Math Sucks live. Don't jinx it. Okay. <laughs> That's probably like the uh, the wish that I have. I made a wish that I never wanted to hear Math Sucks played live. So that means Jimmy's never performing in Michigan again. It's one of those things where they always get you. <laughs> I think you like you sold you. Yeah, you make you want a wish and they get you. Somehow you saw a shooting star for the wish. Why you guys the blame? We're shooting each other. Well, that's just. Uh, but the uh, tour was pretty cool because they did the whole beach house on the moon thing, and they had Walter Cronkite doing the NASA updates, the Margarita Vision special reports. Yeah, did we take a rocket to the moon during the show? Yeah, and that was that was the one where Utley had uh, the plastic ass when he was. <laughs> during yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why don't Maybe we get drunk? Why don't we get drunk at moon? Okay. So he had the plastic ass. Well, let's. Uh, well, I'm exhausted. I've talked myself out. We haven't even got a track. What's the way. first cut? Happens to be the Beach House on the Moon. Six minutes, 49 seconds. Written by Jimmy Buffett. Produced by Russ Kunkel. Just that song? Produced by Russ Kunkel? That's what it says. Well, they had three I producers. Think, yeah, so they did different cuts. They just didn't do them well. Yeah, they recorded it at three different, three three different places. Two different studios? At least two. Three I didn't look at this part. Mac McAnally Studio at Muscle Shoals. They did a Shrimp Boat Sound. Muscle Shores. And that's it. And, oh, another thing. Um, Jimmy was, um, he had an online journal going on for this album when they, when they were making it. But I can't find the, the diary entries anymore. It's like they've, they've vanished. They, I, I don't think they're archived at margaritaville.com anymore. But it was really cool. He was giving the occasional updates on what they were doing and talking about the songs they were working on. Some of the song titles he mentioned aren't on the album. Huh. And, uh, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, he, it, there, there weren't a lot of entries, but they were they were decent enough. When, like a little blog today. Yeah, kind of, kind of, but it wasn't its own page. I wonder if anybody it out there its own site. Our listener like, I thought has, that, copy, has saved copies of it for some I reason. thought that like Kobo.org or, or Buffett News or Buffett World would have had copies of, of the text, but I couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah. One of the song titles I remember was called Don't Drink and Dial. Which I thought was a pretty cool song title. It, yeah, had, yeah. it had some potential, but they didn't they didn't release it. Huh. I like and I think another song title that he mentioned ended up being a duet on License to Chill, but I can't remember which one. That's all I vaguely remember. Alright, back to track one. Beach House on the Moon. His, this is one of this is a song to his son, right? So the, yeah, yeah his son. Cameron, his adopted son. Um and I think you're going to hear a lot of the same rhetoric from me on this, or myself on this album, is that lyrically, I think this is a solid song. Musically, yeah, it's it's okay at best. I mean, I don't want to rip on it because I, I like it as a song, but I, I tend to think most things on this album, lyrically, I think he was pretty solid, but he didn't have the right music to go On the album, yeah, it starts it. to be... I thought this specific. It seemed I to be all over the Mellow place. buffety goodness, and the, there's 51 seconds of the band playing nice, beautifully. It's not the greatest, but I mean, it sounds really nice. Just sit, right. sit back in the, sit in the deck, 
right. and the first 51 seconds are awesome and then the rest of the song is pretty good I mean it's just right. it's just really nice it's a mellow mellow Buffy and then it is kind of mellow the album's kind of on the mellow side I'll get yeah. to later and then when he, it seems like he's mellow. seems like when he tries to force it to try to up tempo to have an up tempo song it's like it's a forced up tempo song it's a song that could have been mellow and he said this album is too mellow I've got a Push you know, something up. Push something oh. up, and it's almost like a forced push-up. I have something that's a little different, the same, similar but different than that, and then it's in a couple songs. So, I thought this sound, this sound, this song was like timeless. This, it sounds really good. Yeah, Just it's that, a great story. the rest of the album, mm-hmm. you start to see it's all kind of the same. But uh, see, a good way to. The one thing I remember is I read a review of the album before it came out, and the guy. The guy complimented this song on it being like old-fashioned Buffett. It doesn't have the Jimmy Buffett orchestra. It doesn't have the steel drums. And when I got the CD, I played it, and it's like the steel drums come in at three seconds into the song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, How could he was... not notice the steel drums? And so, I, one thing I noticed, the whole band is playing. I mean, there's, I just, I think we're going to get to, I think that they didn't unleash the band. He had everybody, I mean, all the horns, everything's going, and they could, there's a, they could just unleash the band and it would be a completely different song. They could like really kind of rock or and be a little bit more raw. There's a couple songs that it's like too slick. The production is too slick when and it could just be more raw blues and everything else. But this song, you didn't have to do that. This song is fine, slick. It's just nice and sipping a beer out on the deck. Right. Listen it's easy listening. Yeah. No. And, and he continues it, I think, in the next song, Permanent Reminder of a Temporary Feeling. Once again, I think lyrically, I mean, I think this is a great song lyrically. The whole idea behind the story, I just, yeah, he, I he love does, uh, the whole, the whole a, thing, the the whole story behind it's it. It's a great title for one thing. Yeah, I would like to think that Jimmy came up with it, but I kind of doubt that that he originated it. But he wrote the song. Probably saw it on a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, but still, I mean, it's a great, it's a great concept. It's a great title. Now, see, he did a, like a story song on Beach House, or at least more like a conversation with his son or whatever. And then this one is like, yeah, three little stories or yeah. three little examples of permanent right. Yeah, the, the, there's no dumbass vaccine. Yeah. I just, I mean, that's <laughs> lines, a great line. lines in my notes, too. Yeah. But it's such a slick, so I, I wrote down, it's, it's slick and all this stuff. I said, I can't help it, I like the song. It's like, I don't want to like it. It's yeah, so and I don't know why, but I, I agree do with like you. It. Why don't I want to like this song? And I do because it sounds like a gimmick title, and it's and then it's this it's you know it's a slow it is, song to it me. It has a strange style to it. I couldn't recognize what type of style it is. It's like it's almost like a dance type of dance. The rhythm to it, real slow. And it, it. it's it's unique. I can't think of any other Buffett song that's got that kind of sound to it. So this was one of those where I was glad I went back and listened to this, and I would like maybe skip the song. I I, I like the song. Yeah. It has its place. And now the next cut. Okay, you can start. Is it waiting for the yeah, next wait for the This way. song. This is actually produced by Utley and Mac, uh, McAnally. If they just let the band go, this song could be just an awesome blues song. This is just trying to bust out, and it's it's held back by trying to be some kind of mellow. I don't know. Yeah. It, God. Once this song could be ugly. Yeah, and the deer is singing in the back. It's it's a you got the harmonica at the beginning, and 
I mean, this is just supposed to go on for like 17 minutes of blues and, and, and everybody rushing the stage and stuff. And if it was like a different band. Yeah. But it, it, it's not what it could be. I don't know what you guys... No, I... I said it's too slick. I, I didn't really care for it. I just, lyrically, I think a little bit gets away from him. He's trying to fit in something in a box. You know, he starts off kind of okay, and then he couldn't figure out a good hook, I think, his chorus. Uh, you know, it's halfway decent. It just, the songs just didn't come together for me. No, I, I didn't even analyze it that closely. I like the song. I've always liked the bluesy songs, yeah. like uh, Baby's Gone Shopping and My Barracuda, and this song. The only thing I noted was the beginning reminds me of Simple Minds' song, Don't You Forget About Me. But oh, does it? That's just me <laughs> nitpicking. Maybe he'll cover it next time. Um, I, I would, as I get older, I like the blues more and more, the blues songs and stuff, and it just, it just, I like, it song's okay, it just bugs me that it could just, they could just rip it. I would love to hear this live and just, like, they kind of used to do stuff like that a long time ago with Dixie Diner and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's what this song, it, it bugs butt, but it sounds, the deer sounds good singing back there. Track four. Track four. Jason Cage, Bruce Cockburn, produced Coburn, by Bruce Coburn. Coburn. You're like Mike. Cockburn. Mike, you're awesome. Cockburn, because he doesn't say Because that's what it says on here. People in the know Coburn. <laughs> say Coburn. Uh, people like me say Cockburn. <laughs> and you and Mike. <laughs> and I'm, I'm torn. <laughs> I uh, think they have cream for that, though. <laughs> I wrote down, of course I like it. Yeah, this I is love just... I love the low notes at the end of the lines. Yeah, that's, that's just a great song, yeah, lyrically, great musically. Song. It's a great song, yeah. Buffett did a great job there with was... it. Not that away from the original. Yeah, it's pretty close to the original. The only difference is the solo. And I think the uh, bass solo in this version is a lot better than the original version. And then we move to You Call It Jogging, which is another great title. Yeah. But I think it falls a little short. This musically. is country. This is why you only. This is <laughs> straight country. It's not country. Well, the song is. No, it's not. Yeah. Blues. John is D. Like blues? Loudermilk. Jazzy blues. John D. Loudermilk. Has anybody ever heard of him? No. Yeah, well, he's a... Uh, the song was made famous by Mose Allison. Right, is and really... I tried to find an original copy of it, but the best I could do off iTunes was a live version, and the live version is a lot faster than this one. Oh, so really? A lot faster. Yeah, it's a, I mean, this is a yeah, cool he's, skip he's, song. A, he's a Nashville loudermilk's a Nashville. Going back to the uh, to the uh, online diary that Jimmy was writing about this, they tried to get Mose Allison to record a piano part for the song. But uh, they weren't they weren't able to for scheduling problems. So Mose Allison would have guessed it on this version if they'd arranged it. As is with other songs in this album, the band does a great job. Does a good job. It, my only problem with the album sometimes is the production. I, I see. I thought this was like this is Hank Williams, senior, if he was around in the '80s or something. Still making something. When, and this was this, uh, that's what it sounds like. Which yeah, is cool. I can I can see the honky tonk. In yeah, that's what it was I a thought. country song, but I think the version that Jimmy did is a lot jazzier, a lot bluesier. Yeah. Okay. So then we move to Flesh and Bones, which is written by Buffett, Utley, and Mac, and produced by Utley and Mac. Lyrically, mm -hmm. I I like it again. I think it's, it's a pretty solid lyric, classic, you know, lyric. Um. Once again, I think it falls a little bit short for me musically. I would say the opposite, actually. I like the music more than the lyrics. I think the lyrics are pretty stupid. 
I saw slippers. I ain't no clone. I'm flesh and bone. That's just that's well. That's yeah. out of elementary school. Yeah, but I like. I mean, um, and clones are flesh and bone. <laughs> I, I didn't get this. I don't like the song too much. I mean, I have no. Uh, I don't hate it. I don't remember it. Yeah, I don't really necessarily <laughs> skip it, but Greg <laughs> chimes in. With... <coughs> I remember all the other ones. This. Up to this point, I just don't remember. Yeah. It's one of the weaker songs in the other. I think it's like uh, autopilot. Both the writing and the pr- presentation. And, like, and I guess that's a good, a really good description of it. Yeah, so now we're on the second side of the LP. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I will, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to guess. Second side of the CD. If there's 13 songs. I was going to ask if you listen to this. If you, if you somehow manage to listen to this on an LP. There isn't one, is there? Is there? <laughs> Did you throw some dust on your CD just to get the crackles <laughs> yeah. back? I put the needle and... Boy, that I, song sucked. I will play for gumbo. Good song. Good song. Yeah, this is fun. Good and fun. of course, Greg, reference to Monkey. Greg always laughs through this song. What's the Monkey reference? Oh, God, he mentioned... Uh... It's halfway in the song, isn't it? What is it? What's about the monkey? No, the monkey was in Flesh and Bone. Well, let me see. Oh, but I got a spicy monkey yeah, spicy. riding oh, on my back. he's got a monkey on his back. A spicy oh, monkey. Don't eat I knew there was some... Oh, too much. Okay. I was thinking, no wonder you'd be giggling about that. <laughs> monkey on your back. And he's spicy. It's <laughs> even funnier. If he was a spicy one-legged monkey, <laughs> he's, he's lipping <laughs> off to you. He uses colorful An language. Evil. Spicy one-legged monkey. Do we even have to mention the next song? Can we just skip it all yeah, together? No. I have to, my, my anecdote for I Will Play for Gumbo is that uh, Kobo.org, the Church of Buffett Orthodox, had a uh, live version of this song. Buffett uh, premiered this song live before the CD came out, and Kobo got a copy of it like the very next day and, and posted it on their site. And they were trying to get the lyrics for it. They wanted to be the first ones to get the lyrics. And... They managed to get everything but one lyric. They could not figure out this one line. And when the CD came out a couple weeks later, they realized that that's because Buffett flubbed the line, and that's why it didn't make any sense. <laughs> and the line was about the uh, filet of pompano. Oh, okay. It was the filet of pompano term that nobody could figure it out, and that's because Buffett said it wrong. He, like, blanked out. He should have done the patch of the so, so, yeah. So we spent, like, two weeks struggling to figure out what this lyric was to find out that it wouldn't have mattered anyway if he didn't do the lyric right. Okay, track eight. <laughs> it's a good song, though. It's, it don't don't we? I, I mean, yeah, play for Gumbo. Yeah, I love yeah, it. oh yeah, it's, yeah. it's a standout. It's a killer cut off this CD. Killer girl. cut, yes. Uh, Math sucks, sucks. That's all I have to say about it. <laughs> Does it what suck the with that S-U-C-K-S I mean, or S-U-S? He was, I think he was quit using drugs at this point. This must have been a freaking drug flashback. <laughs> for somebody to think that this should be produced and put on an album. I, I would dare to say that I think it's a good case of, of Jimmy underestimating his audience. Yeah. This, thinking this was going to be the one that unites the crowd and gets them all cheering and screaming and I'm convinced along. it's not so much the song as the build-up. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thanks. Thanks. There's a little cat. There's two little cats out there. Yeah, they're kittens. They haven't lived in there for a while. Do they like beer? Is that why they hang around? I don't know. Well, they might like it now. Yeah. <laughs> 
I love this song. I think it's the greatest thing he's ever done. I just want to be kind to Well, you know, I did write down. After globally... I figured Greg would like it. (laughs) (laughs) It's on his top ten. I don't remember it. It just missed his (laughs) top For the longest time, I've been wanting to mention the book that Danica McKellar um, wrote. She's Winnie Cooper from uh, Wonder Years. (laughs) And she she had this book on Amazon for pre-order, and I meant to mention it then, and then I meant to mention it in August or early August. In email, I didn't mention it on on the show. But she has a book called Math Doesn't Suck. So I've been wanting to say that. I have that book. Oh, you do? I ordered it. And it, it's it's I, I skipped through it. It's kind of cute and everything. She she's like a math whiz mm-hmm. and uh, and an actress. All right. So then we move on to spending money. Well, wow. first I did want to say I put the memory of my song is worse than what it really was when I listened to it. I mean, I, it's it's kind of like folklore how bad it is. Then I put boy, the ending is so bad. <laughs> we still talking about math. Yeah, about math sucks. Man, sucks. sucks. So, so I just want to. Right. I mean, it was it was like you said it was almost. I mean, it wasn't, it's barely listenable, and at that point, it becomes unbearable, like nails on a chalkboard mm-hmm. no, when yeah. he's doing the mass sucks the big one. It's just totally unnecessary. I do have to stick up for the coral reefers, because I thought, if you take away the lyrics, the vocals, no offense to Jimmy's singing, but if you just take away the lyrics, I think it's a good song. Until the end, that's what I said. I said, you know, this song isn't that bad, it's just a stupid premise, blah, blah, blah. I'm getting sick of it, and then the ending's just so bad, and yeah, you just want to, ah, oh, and skip. Yeah. But it's even, oh, I just, it just, the ending gets worse. The ending's really bad, just so you think it worse today, so it gets worse. <laughs> I don't even own a copy of this. That's how bad this song, it is delete all records, all electronic <laughs> copies you, have been deleted. Did you listen uh, to the end? Two computers and an iPod. When it fades out? Yeah, he's what's he's yeah. He's so saying he, something else I can't remember. No, he's he's he shouts out really loud, Stop So it's like even he's sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. You listen that, to I the very it. end, right before it fades oh. out, you can hear him shout Stop Because they're going math sucks, the big one, and then he's like, Math really sucks or something. There's no, some it's other big bad math. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. Big Bad John, I believe. Big yeah. Bad John. Oh god, it just gets worse and worse. But hey, they're allowed to hear if he makes a mistake. Spending money. <laughs> this, the premise of this song is so... <laughs> well, give your, give your wife a... Well, I, it must be a metaphor, I guess, but give your wife a credit card. Let her go. Let her go spend money. She'll be happy. Well, because he has it. That's I, said, I put Jimmy's, Jimmy's wife has credit cards. We get it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I wrote down. Jimmy has money, we don't. We get it. <laughs> it just it doesn't seem to If Jimmy of... wants to pay my mortgage, please send $140,000 to I my PayPal to... account, Jimmy. I was listening to a song from that new show, Mad Men. Like, it's mm-hmm. based in 1960 when the women knew their place. and It was kind of <laughs> weird. I don't know. It's just kind of strange. It's not a bad song, though. Yep. It's, I don't skip it. It's easy to listen to. And... Yeah, exactly. It's easy to listen to. It's right. pretty forgettable. Yeah. Yeah. Forgettable is a good word right there. Because I forgot about it. I like the next cut. Yeah. This, to me, is the best cut on this album. Semi-true story. Killer cut from Scott? Yeah. I could go for a killer cut if we pick three. Yeah, it might make it. I, I just think that is an outstanding, outstanding song. I like it from top to bottom. Mac wrote this one? Yeah. Mac wrote it, and he has an album called Semi-True, Semi-True Story. Yeah, it's on the album, along with... Uh, Last Man Standing, it's also mm-hmm. 
Um, I like well, it mentions tequila right in there. So this, I wrote we added a new producer on this one. Tony Brown helped produce this. Hey, he's done. He's from stuff. Riddles. We were just talked about him with Riddles on the stand. Yep. Like probably more than that. Even. This is just a great story. I mean, this is. It's a it's a good it's song. A, it's, uh, it's a I book. Oh, I'm sorry. Short story. I put the bridge. It sounds like a Beatles song, and I couldn't figure out what it sounded like. It sounds like Norwegian Wood. Does it? Is it okay? It's it's Beatles. Something's telling me Beatles. Norwegian Wood. There's a part. Oh, um, I can't remember. I can't remember the song part, but it's the part where I looked around and I noticed there wasn't a chair. That part is is okay. It's the bridge or whatever. It's the of the song. Yeah, it's that. It does. And I knew it sounded like some song, and I kept thinking Beatles. And also, is God's Own Drunk in the original Mac? He mentions when they're recording God's Own Drunk in this song. No, God's Own Drunk was written by Mac. Is that what you're no, saying? No, 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 no. He mentions God's Own Drunk in the song, right? Yeah. The recording. Oh, of you mean in the? Is it original album? lyric? Yeah, or is it yeah I think it is. I meant to listen to it before I came here, but I believe it is. And, and Mac but instead of instead of uh, daring young singer was under attack, he says, and Jimmy Buffett was under attack. Oh, okay. So there is a little difference in there. Okay, we move on to Lucky Stars, Guth and Mayer, produced by Kunkel again. Uh, this to me is cheesy lyrics. This is a country like okay. What everything is mentioned possible that's in a typical country song. Mm-hmm. You know. I liked it, yeah. but I liked the music, baby. I, I love. I said I put hit a forgotten gem. A favorite of Schmoes is how I began my review. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Did I say that? Yes, yeah, so I remember you talking about this. I forgot about this song. I said I, I remember liking this song. Got stuck in a traffic jam. My major meeting didn't go as I planned. Oh Looks come like, on, that's not a country song. How many country people going to meet? <laughs> yeah, or at least <laughs> drive to the meeting. And you notice, you notice that same that same type of song was was stolen by U two a year later and used as Beautiful Day. So I mean, <laughs> they had a they had a number one hit with it. This but the, as, as much as I don't like the lyrics after analyzing, I do like the song. It's very easy to listen to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. sing along. Is it <laughs> produced by Island Records. Yeah, yes. Right. It, it always struck me as just something missing, like it's unfinished. It needs another uh, bit of polish to it. And I, and. It's and the verses and the choruses seem to be from different songs. I did write down "Love It" could have milked it more. I don't exactly know what I was talking about. And but maybe I was saying the, it could have been the rest of us or the audience. There's no ebb and flow within this one song. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, song, this one particular song. I say ebb and flow once. You guys just latch on. Once. <laughs> <laughs> I vacillated whether there's ebb or flow. <laughs> once. You're talking about beach house. You're ebb and flow or is that <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't know and house. I don't care. Mayor and Buffett. And that's, that's the name of the next song. What <laughs> 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 coincidence. Uh, one of the best lines ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got a PBS mine in an empty work. Yeah, MTV but you world. didn't write that because I saw that on a t-shirt before the CD came out. But he, he's so good he, at picking those out. Yeah, mm-hmm. he just got that. He was probably paging through the Signals catalog too. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's a good song. I wrote down okay, but again, go for it. Like this is where they (laughs) needed to unleash the band, and I said it should be like Landfall or something. That's what I wrote down. It they they it should just go nuts and be. Yeah, this song this song does sound kind of wimpy. Yeah, it's it's, they're they're wussing out. 
they could really just let it all hang out and then even play it live. It should be like... The line I like from it is ambivalent, well, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> or is it ignorance or apathy? I don't know, I don't care. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I guess I don't care about it. <laughs> but I have to point out, since Mike's not here, Mike would agree with how much he likes the song, but it's ruined by the end of it. How was that? When he goes, and Matt still sucks. Mm. Oh, so Mike he says to, at the end of this? Yeah, Mike has to bail out like 10 seconds before the song ends. <laughs> oh, God, they really... Yeah. He thought he was creating another empire with yeah. Matt Sucks. It would be Martin Margaritable Cafe with yeah, the Matt Sucks bar <laughs> next door or something. <laughs> but then try using that excuse when you go to pay for your bill. 35 bucks... Plus, you know, uh, plus seven bucks tip is five bucks. <laughs> uh, last song, last cut. Oysters and pearls. Is this he wrote? Does he write this with Mac? Yep. Sounds nasty. I put not my favorite too much orchestration or whatever it is going on. I just, I guess. Yeah, it's a nice song, but the lyrics really irritate me. Part of the poem. Um. Because it doesn't make any sense. It's uh, for one thing, it sounds like Jimmy's rubbing it in about how great his life is compared to you know, us yeah, and yeah. that just buy his albums. But it just doesn't make any sense because he's he's kind of implying that that oysters become pearls if they strive for it, but they don't. Oysters make pearls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Jimmy would be nowhere without us oysters. And he's just a piece of sand that... Yeah, exactly. Uh, we made you. That we kept. So breathe the air that we've I, like I do like that Elvis line, though. Elvis, Elvis <laughs> was the only man from Northeast oh, Mississippi yeah. who could shake his hips and still be loved by rednecks, cops, and hippies. Yeah. That's, that's a good line. That's yeah, a good line. Yeah, that's good line. Hey, you're right. And I do like... I always like with songs, for some reason, at the end, he just repeats the first line. That's like a, a folk kind of thing. I don't know. I don't like the song too much. It's, it's not as it it's doesn't suck as much though. as Matt sucks. It's listenable. Yeah, it's, it's a full moon tonight, though. It's all right. I just wish they just let loose and I don't know and I don't care. And that was the other one. Even well, what was the other one? Wait, uh, waiting for the overall. Next I said it, and I said it when we opened up. It's, it's how did they get to eight? I guess is us oysters. Yeah. Just I, I, buying the album. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, oh, yeah. I, I would bet that it didn't stay in the Billboard. It went off spike for a long time. But it was on the Today Show, and it was a big deal. This Everybody is another was... horrible Photoshop cover. No. And so is the inside, too. <laughs> and right? what is the deal with his boots White there? Boots. Yeah. Well, it's like some kind of... Is that for lava? I'm thinking like yeah. maybe he was on volcanic ground there, it looks like, and... That's what I'm thinking. Some kind of volcanic boots, but he looked gay. <laughs> Come on, Jimmy. Um, so we should have uh, only one more week to go. Yeah, so next week's that. the party, and then what about... Yeah, we're not podcasting we need, next week. We need Christine and Elise for a joke. Or just okay. Christine. So this okay. is the last... Uh, this is our last night at, uh, at Primetime Joe's? Yeah, it's the last night at Primetime Joe's. The end of season three? Yeah, the end of the end of series three. This is where we find out the BBC. Right? This is where we find out that uh, this has all been a flash forward. <laughs> yeah. I just got off and just sat out there and forgot. Oh, fountain! I just, I just, just ran out there. You, you know what? Not, I your face. You just got off. I'm off. We're drinking oh. beer now. You're drinking yeah. beer. You can drink beer. That's why I drink beer. Twenty-three. 
Yeah, that's right. The difference in your ages is old enough to drink. That's why you forgot about us. Because you're full of beer. Is there any chance to get at least two? Because I have a. Yes. We have two pirates. She's drinking beer. Oh, and I smoke too. You smoke only when you drink, right? Or all the time. What a different girl all of a sudden. Yeah. How relaxed I am. Yeah, she's all relaxed. Hanging out, drinking What color are your toes tonight? I peed in them today, but I messed them up in the shower. They are like a peachy, no, not peachy, like an orangey. Chartreuse. I don't know if you were saying peachy. In the light, color. it looks hot pink, though. It's like okay. hot yeah, it does. pink and red. Yeah, like a different kind, kind of, of a hot pink red. Alright. Jesus. Hey. How's it going? How you doing? He's got a two part girl joke. Yeah, yeah, there is two girls in the Black sweat. Ooh, pick it up. You're the very, blonde. I don't get very, like, animated. Yeah. You're the brunette, and, uh... Oh, yeah. I don't even have... I have one oh, line, too. Oh, hey, Scott could be the narrator. I have one line, too. No, you You can be reporter here. one, and you're reporter two. You're the blonde, and Christina's the brunette. Okay, I'm sorry. This is just a, a play. <laughs> oh, okay. my God. Ouch. But you want to be the blonde, you can be the blonde. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty good at the blonde, so. The brunette versus blonde boar is getting out of hand and enters the space-traveling realm. A dual press conference is held. A reporter asks the leader of the brunette, the brunette head. Are you going to go to the moon? The brunette head speaks up. That's been done before. We're, gonna, we're going to go to Mars. The blonde head counters. That's nothing. We're going to be the first people to go to the sun. <laughs> Another reporter says... But you can't. You'll get burnt up. No, we won't, silly. We're going to go at night. <laughs> Sweet, make you it know, for the wait, one. The That's part, great. Thanks the a lot. The part of the script is missing yet where the, the two heads kiss. No. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> it's radio. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, but you still have they kiss body. and make up. I, the script, they kiss and the make printing up. press screwed it up. <laughs> Short summers, long days, hit the beaches, catch some rays. Hibernate until June, leave it up, it's gone too soon. When you live on the north coast, Three months you gotta get through nine. That's life on the North Coast. That's life.